0: You are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. this series today we're going to be talking about um, find and seek not hide and seek find and seek and understanding what that is but before we go in there let me just wanted to I just was so grateful for um, Charlie Temple and the message he gave last week were you encouraged by that I love how he brought us to that place of realizing because we've all had pain, right? These moments of pain points in our life, and we realize God allows these pain points to grow us and to challenge us. And instead of running away from it and blaming God, we can realize we can embrace those pain moments, say, God, you're doing something wonderful, and, and uh, realizing that, yeah, God doesn't give us sickness, God doesn't give us cancer, but he allows these situations in our lives to, to grow us, and I just so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Charlie, for, for that encouragement, especially during this season, because there's pain points in the holidays as well, and we need to keep allowing the Lord to grow us and shape us. Well, let's pray, and then we'll get going on today's message. Father, we just thank you again for gathering us here today. We just want to pause and we thank you that we could celebrate what you've done on the cross through communion. The candle lighting reminding us this Advent season, this season of reflection and celebration of your birth, Jesus. Today, Lord, I just pray that we would hear your spirit speak to us that your word would encourage us that we would enter this holiday season, this Christmas season, with a refreshed and renewed sense of what it was like to celebrate that very first Christmas and maybe, just maybe, we can celebrate more of that Christmas spirit and joy every day of the year. In Jesus' name, amen. So this series is going to look at the journey of the wise men. And uh, the Bible, Matthew, talks about the wise men. And uh, they're, they're an interesting bunch because they're not always there. If you have a manger scene, you, you see them there. But some would say were the wise men really there when Jesus was born? And we'll go into that a little bit. But the interesting thing about these wise men is they, they were guided by... A star, and they had to seek out this star to find the birth of Jesus Christ. That was foretold, and they knew of this foretelling. They knew of this this prophecy of, of this Jesus that would be born, but yet they had to go on this journey, and they had to seek. Um, this star, and then they presented some gifts to Jesus when they found him. And there's some really interesting things about their journey. And I'm going to relate their journey to our journey in this journey to get closer to worship with Jesus. I'm actually going to ask, are one of my kids in the room here today? Raise your hand if they are. Okay, thank you. They are here. Can I have one of you go into my office and there's a little gold box sitting on a chair and feel free, you can just come right back in and just hand me that little gold box and it's something I want to use at the end. So thank you so much. Okay, he's out of the room now. It's really just a ploy to get him out. When he comes back in, just start clapping for him. He's a very shy guy, my son Ethan, so I'll embarrass him if he really claps for him, okay? So I'll just make a nod. I'll I'll do this when he comes in, and they just start clapping for him. This will be a great moment of a father loving on his son. (laughs) Right? Well, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. How many people have played hide-and-seek growing up? I mean, what a fun game, right? Especially at night, and then you're running full steam to try to, like, catch somebody, and you whack right into a tree because you didn't see it there. <laughs> hide-and-seek, a fun game, a fun game. But the interesting thing, unless you're playing hide-and-seek, you can go out and hide in the woods or hide, and guess what? Nobody would find you for hours, Right? Because you're not playing the game. There's something about seeking after something that begins for us to find something. How many people have purchased a car thinking that you got this most unique car only to get on the road after you've purchased a car and realize everybody else has the same car? (laughs) (laughs) Right? You'd never noticed all those cars out there until you actually had one. And so there's something about when, when we're looking for it, we begin to find it. And the reality is is how many things are out there that are that we're trying to find but we're not finding it because we're looking in the wrong places. And speaking about looking in the wrong places, maybe I moved that box and I've put him on a oh. wild goose chase. He's not going to find it. See it. Hide and seek. Wow, I mean illustration I didn't even know I was going there on that one. <laughs> So, he has not yet arrived, which means that it's not hopeful for us. So, I will describe it to you later in the uh, thing. So, if he comes back in without a box, I don't want to embarrass him. So, don't start clapping for him. (laughs) So, John, there is actually another one of those boxes in the copy room. (laughs) I'm setting another one. Just a second. Did you find a box? Uh, Oh, there's a box. We have a box. All right. Woo! (laughs) oh there we go so what i didn't realize and he just told me this he goes as i was going through this my little secret thing of what to do to clap for him he goes i could hear you the whole way down there dad (laughs) all right thank you son thank you son all right I think that's why he was sitting at the door as he was waiting. He's like, I know what's going to happen. I don't want to do this. <laughs> All right. Coming back, hide and seek. Thank you so much, Ethan. So we've played the game, we've bought the car, we began to find things that we didn't necessarily know were there until we started seeking for them. And if we go to the scriptures in Matthew chapter 2, we read the account, and if you have your Bibles, you can open them there, or your app, or Bible app, or what have you. It is the telling of uh, the visit of the wise men on Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to dig into this a little bit uh, further. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So they saw this star. They, seek, they sought this star. They found Jesus because of it. They came to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him and assembled all the chief priests, the scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. So uh, for so it was written by the prophet. This is the prophet Micah. So he's actually quoting Matthew. The author of this is quoting an Old Testament prophet that is written in the Old Testament, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. So here we go. We begin to tell the account, by the way, we always, how many wise men are there? Three. So we assume there's three because we've seen three, but we don't really have an account of saying there were three wise men. There's some traditions out there of the names of these wise men, but in the biblical accounts, we don't know that there are three. The other interesting thing about uh, this account is there's a lot of times people would say, well, were the wise men really... When Jesus was in the manger, or when did he come? Some would say he came when he was a little boy. But we, we have some math to do, and from my research, this is what I have to share with you of maybe the time of which the wise men came. This is really not my point. This is just as a point of interest to you. But let's start with a star. What was this great star? And there's a lot of information out there too. Was that a was it a supernova? Was it a comet? but most likely it was two planets that aligned that created a shimmer effect. Okay, so Jesus, when was he born? So we know BC, right? And we know AD. BC means before Christ. Now we've changed kind of that language to BCE. Um, uh, I think it's something common era. And then the uh, AD we've changed to, So we know that? Well, anyways, what it means before they've changed it, but A.D. is end of dominion, the year of our Lord. And so here's time was established. Now, the interesting thing about this time, it was established by initially by among 500 years after Jesus was born, this whole numbering of things. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. 500 years after Jesus was born was the numbering. Then 500 years after that, did we actually have a more um, calendar set up, and it was really set up to make sure we celebrated Easter on a consistent basis? It was very Christian from day one of our of our timekeeping. It has since been changed a little bit, this BCE, to be more inclusive for people of telling time uh, for those of different faiths. But the interesting thing, if they so, five hundred years after Jesus, monk try to do his best to determine when Jesus was born, but most likely he was off a little bit. Jesus, they say, was born probably 4 to 5 B.C., which is interesting because I've always thought, well, of course, time changed when he was born, which time did change. Everything changed when Jesus was born. But let's, the reason that was important is because we have to talk about when the wise men got there. So the 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 king that's being talked about in Matthew chapter 2, Herod the king, it was, um, it was Herod the, himself died in 4 BC. Uh, yeah, so if Jesus was born either 4 or 5 BC and Herod actually died, his re- he ended his reign at 4 BC, chances are that Jesus is either, it was at birth or it was when Jesus was one that the wise men came to visit him. So now you can impress some people at your family gatherings about, like you know, when the wise men came. Well, so here's these 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 kings that came. Who are these wise men? They are probably well, they, we know they're from the east, and so most likely uh, either from Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and we also know something about them. They um, they're astrologers, and so they they knew how to look for the signs. Um, in the skies, and they responded to that. Probably very wealthy. Um, They were also known as magi, um, so kings. And uh, one of the messages we'll talk about is these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What do those mean for us today? But who, here's the, who, this is who they are. And, and Herod the Great, who ruled from 37 B.C. to 4 B.C., is one, and, and we're going to talk about Herod too in an upcoming message because there's something interesting. Herod is, is saying, I want to worship this Jesus too, but we know Herod's motives were not right and were not pure. But the interesting thing about the wise men seeking after the star realizing that for them to get in proximity to Jesus, they had to seek after something. They had to keep their eyes focused on something. They had to have a true north. They had to have something that guided them. They had to have a, a almost tunnel vision perspective of like we need to find this Jesus. It makes me remember of a verse in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. It says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And So in, for us today, we don't have a, a north star that we're looking for. We, we begin to have this pursuit of Jesus from our heart. When we seek him, we'll find him. And it's not a hide and seek kind of game where it's like Jesus just keeps moving behind the bushes, and so we can never find him. He He tells us we'll find him when we seek him with all of our heart. But my question for us today is: Is what are we looking for? What are we looking for in life? And because what we look for, we'll eventually find like hide and seek, like our cars, what we look for is what we'll find. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first. So seeking, looking. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. So what is all of these things that are going to be added to you? qualities of the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom of God is not just heaven. The qualities of the kingdom and the kingdom of God is here and now for all of those who have given their life to Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God opens up. Everybody who hasn't given their life to Jesus are like dead men and women walking. Their spirit hasn't come alive to be able to know how to walk into the kingdom of God. So what are the qualities of the, kin- of the kingdom? Here's just a few. Contentment, joy, peace, love, forgiveness, honesty, humility. The list can go on and on. You can use the fruit of the spirit there, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But, but the qualities of the kingdom are the things that we actually probably all long for, right? We want peace in our life. We we actually want joy in our life. We want this feeling of contentment that we're not striving, that we're not trying to grasp for things. So my question I have for us: Are we missing it because we're not looking for it? If we find what we seek, and the Bible says to seek first before everything else, the kingdom of God. If we lack peace, if we lack contentment, if we lack joy, if we lack the qualities of the kingdom, is it because we begin to are looking for the wrong things in the wrong places? See, if you're looking to be critical, you'll find mistakes. Is that true? If you're looking for personal praise, you need that affirmation from others, which by the way, praise is not wrong, but if your feeling of self-worth is completely based on what somebody thinks of you, what will you find? You'll find pride or disappointment. If you're looking for wealth or power, guess what? You will find lust and control. If you're looking for that perfect present under the Christmas tree, that perfect family moment this holiday season, uh, you're setting yourselves up to be let down. It's been said that I'm pretty hard to buy for. So much so, my wife just said, Mark, can you just get yourself something and I'll wrap it for you? And I don't know what that says about me. Maybe a lot of flaws. Maybe a lot of things that I need to work on. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But the peace that we're looking for is not going to be in that perfect family gathering. The joy that you're looking for is not going to be in that present or that new job or that better opportunity. Now, great family moments, great presents, great jobs. Those are all great things, but they're not going to be the thing when you're looking for that joy and that peace that's going to give it to you. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added. The wise men, they had that perspective. They're like, we have to follow the star. We have to find Jesus so we can worship him. And today, I want us, we're going to be moving through this series of understanding how can we live Christmas every day. In other words, how do we get closer to Jesus to worship Him more? And as we worship Him more, we're going to find things of Him in those moments. See, how can we change our focus just a little bit to see more of Jesus and turn our eyes to Jesus? We'll experience more of his kingdom. I guarantee you, you're looking for that peace. You're looking for that joy. Just get closer to Jesus. Get closer to Jesus. This Christmas season, what a great time. We're already set up for that, right? We're already set to have the focus on Jesus. But if we're not careful, the, the season, the busyness, the parties, the hustle and bustle, the honestly, the pain and the stress... Of this time can really begin to put our focus on something different but I want to encourage us if we keep our focus on Jesus maybe the holiday season for us the Christmas season will bring more joy than we've ever imagined more peace than we've ever dreamed of more contentment than we've ever had before why because we've turned our attention and focus on Jesus You see, worshiping Jesus keeps the main thing the main thing. I know it seems so, like, duh, it's so simple, of course. Do you see it on there? Was there a slide? Worshiping Jesus keeps the main thing the main thing? No, we missed that one. Okay, that's great. So, that was one of my main points that I wanted you to see (laughs) to keep the main thing the main thing. Worshiping Jesus. Maybe we'll just say this together, right? I think we can all do this. Worshiping Jesus keeps the main thing the main thing. On the count of three, one, two, three. Worshiping Jesus Jesus keeps the main thing the main thing. See, that was even better than a slide because now you remember this. And the main thing is the thing that gives us the joy. It gives us the peace. It's where love, contentment, those are the places where it's found. And I know it seems so simple, but I just believe that the kingdom of God is just that simple. We get close to Jesus, and it seems like everything else seems to work itself out. That's why I really appreciated what Charlie had to say last week, because in the midst, it's not saying we're going to have a rosy life, but it's saying in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of doing life, things come at us. But when we put our attention on the one who sustains, the one who grows, the one who heals, the one who wants to be close, then in the moments of those things, we just realize that you can have peace and contentment while the storms are raging on. More and more, I've been re- really attuned to people's pain. And, and I'm realizing that, that hol- the reason why holidays are so challenging for people, the Christmas season, is because some of you didn't have great Christmas experiences. <laughs> the family gatherings weren't so peaceful. Disappointments, letdowns, pain points expectations, unmet expectations. And I just wonder, I wonder if this Christmas can be different for some of us. And instead of building up and looking for those places of like, maybe this Christmas is going to be different. Maybe my family is not going to let me down. Maybe that crazy aunt, (laughs) uncle that's going to show up that destroys our Christmas is not going to show up this year. (laughs) Or... Or maybe our focus just becomes about Jesus. Jesus, I just wanna be closer to you this Christmas. I-, I wanted to spend more time with you this Christmas. And if we keep worshiping Jesus as the main thing, then all these other things will be added unto you. <coughs> because what we seek will find. When we find Jesus, we will experience His kingdom and fullness of life. The worship team wants to come. You see, hide-and-seek? You won't find it unless you seek after it. The wise men would not find Jesus unless they followed the star. What you'll seek, you will find. And when we find Jesus, we'll experience his kingdom and his fullness of life. So how do you do that? How do we do that this Christmas season? I would say one thing I would encourage you. Be consistent in church for this Advent season. (coughs) That consistency where you prepare your heart to come in and worship Jesus. There's something about a collective when we come to gather and to worship Jesus in an assembly. How about just carving out some time to be quiet before the Lord? Not with our requests, but just being with Him. Maybe it's cracking open the Bible on a little more regular basis. Say, Jesus, I know your word is living and active. Speak to me. Speak to my situation. Pastor me through your word. Love me through your word. Maybe in these moments when you're starting to feel a level of anxiety, maybe you're starting to feel a little distracted, maybe you're starting to feel something that you just know is unsettling, you're losing your peace, maybe just pause and pray. Jesus, give me your heart, give me your eyes to see what you see, to feel what you feel. Because what you seek, you will find. And I want you to find the goodness of his kingdom. I want you to find Jesus who has the ability to heal, who has the ability to love you through your pain, who has the ability to take the crummy things of life and make something good of it. What you'll seek is what you'll find. The reason why I asked Ethan to grab this box is And several weeks from now, everyone is going to get a box, a nice little gold box. Inside this box is going to be two cards. I've I've already cheated a little bit. I've already written on the back of these ones, but you're going to get two cards. On the front of it says Christmas every day, and it says my act of worship And you're going to take something from this Advent season leading up to it, and you're going to say, this year, this is what I'm going to do to get closer to you, Jesus. A lot of times at the end of our year, we have a year-end giving thing and and campaign or a year-end giving opportunity. And this year, uh, we're not going to do that because I want us to give our lives this year to Jesus. Not saying we won't do that in the future. Not saying that we've done in the past, there's anything wrong with that. I I believe that this season is a great season to increase our connection with Jesus and our acts of worship to him. So when you get this box and you're going to have two cards, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you that day that you receive these. But why I'm telling you today is because hopefully there's something here today that will have started to pique your interest of how you can get closer to Jesus today's message is what you seek is what you'll find. And and so you'll be thinking, maybe I need to spend more time seeking after Jesus because I want to find more things of his kingdom quality. And maybe you will write that on one of these cards. One, you're going to actually leave here when you're done. And we're going to have the opportunity to display these. You're not going to put your name on, display them out so everybody can see what Jesus is doing in each of your lives. The other card is you're going to take home with you and keep it in this box. And this box is going to go on your dresser. Your box is going to go on someplace that you can remember to know the gift that you're going to give Jesus this year, the gift of your life, to move just a little bit closer to Him. So, I'm telling you what's going to be ahead in the next few weeks. So, know that today, if there's something that's stirred in your heart today, write it down now because you might want to write this on a card in several weeks from now. Advent. this Christmas season. I want it to be the best for you. And for it to be the best for you, my only way that I can make that happen is... To encourage you to take a step closer to Jesus, because there you'll find the things that you're looking for, and you'll find the fullness of joy and peace as you look to Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ who's a savior of the world that came to this earth fully man fully god and yet he was sinless as he walked this earth but yet he experienced all the pain and the trials and the suffering of the human condition so he could relate to us in the midst of our trials in the midst of our pain just pause here for a moment if there are anybody here who has not given their lives to Jesus Christ who would like to know and experience that peace that I talk about that forgiveness that his word guarantees that when we come to Jesus Christ he takes away our sin and he casts it from the far as the east to the west and to not to remember it at all again he gives us a new life a new birth spirit becomes alive if you'd like to receive jesus today um, i just want to say a simple prayer with you the only thing i'm going to do is just ask you to acknowledge that if you want to raise your head and look at me in the eyes or you want to raise your hand whatever it is just so thank you so much anybody else want to receive jesus today thank you anybody else Lord, we are so grateful for those who have acknowledged they want to receive you into their life. And like what we've prayed, I had to pray. I was a young, young man of this simple prayer, and those of you who gave your life to Jesus say, I want you in my life, Jesus. To say this quietly to yourself Lord Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Taking away the guilt and the shame. I receive that in my life right now. Jesus, I repent. I repent of trying to live my own life, do my own way. And today I'm turning my life to you to say, You lead my life. Thank you, Jesus, for leading our lives. Thank you for what you've done on the cross for us. And God, we just thank you for allowing your Son to come to this earth to be a perfect sacrifice for us, but to also love us well, to show us the ways of the kingdom. God, we want to keep you first in this Christmas season. We want to seek you first. We'll find the qualities of your kingdom. Lord, we love you. We're grateful for you. Jesus, name. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.